0: Welcome back to the 13914 Podcast, sponsored by the Limitless Broadcasting Network. I am so glad you have joined my conversation today, and I can't wait for you to hear what God has put on my heart to share with you. So let's get started. Hello, hello. It is February 1st. We are in what our culture likes to call the month of love. But really, honestly, we should show God's love to everyone each and every day, each and every month. But I do like the fact that we have a month in the midst of winter where it's just supposed to be this positive month. um, Because let's be honest, it's winter and it's cold and it's just quite depressing. I mean... A couple days ago, actually, it was probably like a week ago, uh, we had a huge snowstorm where I'm at, and it was the second biggest snowstorm since 1965, and let's just say I had like 20 inches of snow I had to get off my car. Not fun. Seriously. Sometimes I wonder why I'm not in Florida. Oh, beaches, sun, no snow. Yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> But we are in February, and here at the one thirty nine fourteen podcast, we are going to fully embrace this month. Now, I want to preface something I actually don't like this month. when the fourteenth comes around in this month, I hide. I don't work. I try i I just I hide away because of what stage I'm in at life and it's really not a stage it's kind of become a lifestyle for me a stage is like a small section in time and you kind of move through that stage I haven't moved through my stage my stage has literally become a lifestyle and that's what we're going to talk about this month uh, because I'm not the only one who's either in this stage or who has this lifestyle and that is singleness ugh, just saying the word makes me kind of sick inside because there's this connotation that if you're single, something's wrong with you and or at least that's the connotation I've had in my head for all these years um, until, of course, in the past couple years where I finally like embraced uh, singleness and what it actually means. And that's why I want to do this series this month is because I don't want us to focus on marriage and family and and love and all the things I want to focus on this stage where people they are sitting in singleness thinking what's wrong with me why don't I have a a partner But really, in all honesty, there's something really good and beautiful in singleness, and I really want to talk about that. But today's episode is going to focus in on the world around us and what some of the bigger connotations and the bigger labels people put on us uh, when it comes to being single, whether it's pop culture or like your own personal look or even uh, the church. But before we get started with that, I want us to hear from our awesome sponsors, the Limitless Broadcasting. So check it out. Hey, it's Robert from Limitless Broadcasting, reminding you to tune into Limitless Broadcasting Network anywhere you get your podcasts. From Apple Podcasts to Spotify. Check us out today. All right, so let's just dive right in. So right away, I want to talk about the definition of singleness. And when I looked it up in the Merriam-Webster Dictionary online, you can tell that they have not updated what singleness means uh, in there or, or have rethought it because it's just... Ugh, I really want to like smack somebody at the dictionary company, especially for one of the definitions, because they need to relook at the definition of singleness. So as an adjective, because single is used as two different parts of speech, and, I, and I'm defining the word single, not singleness. So there's two different parts of speech. And if you don't remember what your parts of speech is, that's like nouns, adjectives, verbs, etc. So it's used as an adjective that somebody is single. That's an adjective. And it means not married. And then semicolon of or relating to celibacy and celibacy, just meaning not in relationship, uh, abstaining from sex, etc. So that one I get that one. That one's good because it's true. A single person is not married. Now. However, relating to celibacy, maybe back when they did this definition, but sadly in our culture, that is not what uh, people look at now for the word singleness, because most of the time, singles are not abstaining of sex in our culture. It's just the truth. Now, as a noun, so it can be used as an adjective and it can also be used as a noun. So the single per or er, I'm sorry. Not the single person. That's an adjective. Uh, the singles. Normally it is used as a noun, but when they use it as a noun, it's plural. The singles. That means an unmarried person and especially one young and socially active. I'm sorry. Unmarried person. Yes. One young And socially active? Are you kidding me? Just because we are considered a single, why does that mean we have to be A, young? Um, I do believe I'm still young, even though I'm in my 30s. 30s is still young because lifespan is like 80s and I'm not even halfway through life yet. So I am still young. But it's this whole concept of socially active as well. I'm not socially active. I don't go to bars. I don't go out to uh, mixers or whatever you want to call them nowadays to be socially active. I'm active with my friends, but that's pretty much it. My friends are married. So however you want to look at that. But also... Single singles nowadays aren't just young anymore. We have divorcees, we have widowers, we have older single groups that are in their 40s, 50s, 60s because of our um, accepted culture of divorce. So really, Merriam Dictionary needs to relook at the definition of single and redefine it a little bit and retweak it because it doesn't go along with what our society is doing today. And as I dug deeper into the research on being single, the definition does, though, complement what singleness was like. Um, from literally the beginning of time, when God created the heavens and the earth, to about the mid 18th century, see during that time singleness was not a thing, and singleness was not um, a lifestyle or a choice or even a stage. You grew up and you were uh, raised to do one of two things. If you were a male. You were raised to uh, get married and have a family and have heirs. As a female, you were raised to marry whoever your parents gave you to, to have babies and raise those babies to then do exactly the same thing over and over again. That was kind of the life cycle when it came to relationships. And things didn't change until late 18th century, early 19th century, when women started standing up saying, we are not property, we do not need to be married to be financially stable, we can do what we want when we want, and it's okay. And as the women's rights took off, and as time grew on, and as we get into fast forward to my generation, which is the millennial generation, we see that singleness Has been considered now a style, something that you can choose to be. I, when I was researching about now, the millennial generation is getting married later and later and later. So before us, you'd get married around 22, 23. Now it's like 27, 28. And I think as generations go on, it might even get pushed into like 30, 31, unless those generations just kind of backtrack and think us millennials are weird. (laughs) But the age of marriage and the age of stuff changes and you have these stages, longer stages of singleness where you graduate college and you go out onto your own and you actually have to figure everything out on your own. And it's scary and empowering and amazing and tragic all at once because technically we were not created to be alone. Um, Reading Genesis chapters two and three, when he created Adam, he saw that Adam was lonely and he created him a partner to keep him company and to help him through life. And they were to help each other. So I know why that's such a big thing in the church to be married because it's biblical. It's biblical to have that partnership to move forward. But because of that, because we hold on so tightly to the past, we start to alienate the now. So I want to shift into the view of the church culture, but I want to explain me real quick. So I am not walking into this only being single for like six months. I am walking into this, talking to you guys about this, because I am a 32-year-old, almost 33-year-old single who has only had three official relationships in her life. And the sad thing is the longest one was nine months. So accumulatively, I have only been in quote unquote, official relationships for about 12 months of my life. And that's about 3%, 3 or 4%, depending on how you do the math with my age. And the rest of my life, yeah, I've, I've done the dating. I've, I've tried to do the apps. I've tried to put myself out there, but nothing ever really stuck. I just, I'm, I'm just not one to date. I just don't date. I didn't date in, in college at all. Like I took those four and a half years and just nixed it. Uh, Not that I didn't try a couple times, but it just it just didn't work for me. So I am walking into this fully experiencing the single lifestyle. I'm not just kind of giving you my six month perspective. I'm giving you my 30 some years of perspective when it comes to uh, not having that kind of permanent partner alongside you. So Because I'm 30 and single, I also need you to know that I am in ministry. And you know this. I've talked about it. I am a youth director and a children's director at my church now. I was a fifth grade coordinator and an assistant and small group leader at my previous church. And God called me into ministry, which was really interesting because in ministry, especially in the church culture, singleness is very much not supported in the way that it probably should be. And I know it's not entirely like our leadership's faults. All of them are, are pretty much married. They have kids. They talk about it on the pulpit. It's just what they do. But they forget that that is not what all of our generations are like anymore. We are not in their older generation where we think we need to get married right away. And a part of the church culture of why especially leadership needed to get married right away was to negate some of those uh, difficulties of being single and some of the scandals that could have come out with singleness. And what I mean by that is there is this overarching sexual desire I mean, we were born with it. We were made with it. So being single, it's hard as a Christian, especially if you're trying to live out this uh, concept of waiting till marriage, because that's what God calls us to do. God calls us to wait till marriage and only engage in sexual um, intercourse when we become married to our spouse. So it becomes difficult. So that's why a lot of the in the church culture, marriages kind of normally happen pretty quickly and pretty young. So they don't have to continue to fight those sexual desires if they've abstained from them. Um, Also in the church culture, it's like this weird thing where people think, oh, if you're married, you're not going to give into your sexual desires outside of your marital bed. And what I find funny is that if you look at all the scandals of the church, most of them are from married men. It's like It's like we think that because we're married, we don't make mistakes and we don't give in to sin. But here's the thing. We do give in to sin. And it happens. So whether you're single or not single, it doesn't matter. There is a sinful nature there and it's going to come at you no matter what status you're in. And I think our church culture needs to remember that sometimes. And I'm not saying everyone has this opinion. I'm saying in a broader sense, especially some of our older generations, of the broader sense that singleness is not a challenge. I mean, it is a challenge, but it's not a, um, a bad thing. I guess I had a bigger word in mind, but I lost it. (laughs) So some of you who are sitting here listening to me, if you are single right now and you are in the church world, how many of you, I can't, I know you, I can't see you raise your hand, but how many of you have had other couples or older generations or anybody in your church say, how are you still single? Why haven't you gotten married yet? Oh, I should, you should meet my nephew or you should meet my niece. How many of you have had that? Oh my goodness. I have had that my whole life. I've had that my whole life of, wow, how haven't you met anybody yet? You're a great person and all these things. And if you are married and listening to this, you need to know one thing. That is the wrong thing to ask a single what you should be asking us, what you should be engaging with us is, is how are you doing? How's work? How, how um, is your relationship with God? What have you been doing for fun lately? Something other than our relationship status, because some of us, aka me, and I know there's others, have decided to not date because we are focusing on other things. We have other things going on in our life that God is pointing us towards. It is so, so important for our church culture to get that. And yeah, I know that there are some churches that they won't hire you unless you're married. And I think that needs to change too, because you're saying that because I'm not married, I'm not allowed to be in your church working? What if God's called me to your church? What if I'm supposed to come in there? Are You're going to say no to God? You're going to tell me that God's telling me the wrong thing? That I'm not supposed to be in ministry because I'm not married? That's the connotation. That's the feel that we get when we're told or asked multiple times about our relationship status. Singleness is not a bad thing. It's actually a really good thing to go through that stage of life or if you choose to make it your lifestyle. And yeah, I I will admit, singleness is hard for the facts that we talked about earlier that we have to um, really deal with that sinful nature. Now, depending on what type of culture you're in, depending on your beliefs and what you've decided if you don't care about the fact that the Bible asks us to wait till marriage and you still partake in that, single life is great because you can do whatever you want and not be attached. But for someone who has decided to abstain until marriage, and I will tell you, I have made that decision, not that I'm some angel, I have made some mistakes, but there have been some lines that I have not crossed and I have not crossed them. It's difficult to, to stay in this lifestyle and you really have to ask God for that strength and for that ability to really move forward in it and to focus in on him. Because honestly, in today's dating culture, you pretty much get chewed up and spat out when you try to put up those morals and beliefs and boundaries in relationships it is so hard to find somebody who will respect that. At least, let me rephrase that. I have found a hard time. To- I've had a hard time finding someone to respect my morals and my beliefs and my boundaries. I cannot tell you how many times I've been chewed up and spat out. I've been ignored. I've been ghosted on dating apps because I tell them the truth about what is and is not allowed with me because that they ask Um, I've been broken up with because I will not do certain things they want to do. I've been challenged by men because I won't give in to those norms. I've dealt with it. I cannot tell you how many times I've sat down and cried because of how hurt I've been by men when it comes to the dating field. And I know it's also vice versa. I know there are guys out there who are on the same boat as me and they've been hurt by women because women don't want to follow their beliefs uh, and boundaries and everything. So I'm not just speaking from a women's point of view. I'm speaking from a anybody who wants to wait till marriage point of view. I'm just saying men because that's that's for me. That's that's my experience. But I know there's also vice versa. So truth, singleness is hard. Singleness is extremely hard. But I will say through all these years of being single, through these years of being able to have the ability to go back to school when I wanted to or to be able to um, volunteer in places that I wanted to and to change my career and to move states and to kind of navigate my life in the way that I want to navigate it, I would not have changed where God has taken me if i had a chance to if i could go back in time if if we go back in time and god says you know what here's your perfect mate do you want to get married and change your whole life from that point to now or do you want to continue down the path i first took you i'm going to con- i'm going to go back down that path again because i know what i've learned i've known what i've experienced and i've known the the people that I have interacted with and that I have poured into and that have poured into me. And I know that's the path that God wanted me on. And now I'm still in that lifestyle of singleness. I do not go out and try to find somebody. Partly because it's COVID. And partly because I know that I need to focus in on the ministry that God has put into my lap. His ministry that he has given me permission to work within. And some of you might need to think about that. Some of you might need to think about where you are. If you're sitting in singleness and you are like, actually, I've not had a good time. If God would bring me my mate, I would definitely change a different path. If you're sitting that way and thinking about that, you need to change your mindset. Singleness is all about the mindset. If you sit there and think singleness is a negative and negative and negative thing, it's going to be that way. I did it for years and years thinking that singleness was this negative thing that I was broken, that something was wrong with me. But that's not the case. You got to put a positive mindset on singleness. You got to change your way of thinking. I did. I finally changed my way of thinking. And when I did, I got to see so much amazingness around me that God had given me and continues to lead me into. So I'm really excited about next week. Because today I talked to you about perspectives. I talked to you about churches and date culture and my perspective and and gave you some challenges. But next week, we are going to dive in to a couple scriptures that actually talks about singleness. Now, I will say there's not much. There's like two or three passages that talk about singleness. Most of the passages talk about like marriage and all the things that we're used to hearing about. And I think it's funny because... I work in youth ministry, and I feel like sometimes I know a lot of youth pastors feel this way, that youth ministry is the redheaded stepchild of the church. But as I was putting together this series, I'm like, you know what? Youth ministry isn't the redheaded stepchild. Youth ministry might just be the redheaded child that they that is there, because youth ministry at least has a ministry. Singles ministry, I think, is the one who should claim the redheaded stepchild, because let's be honest, how many churches actually have a solid singles ministry nowadays. Probably not many. Probably not many at all. So prepare yourself for next week. We're going to dive in to see what Jesus and Paul says about singleness. And then the week after that, I am going to give you some of my best practices to uh, walk through this either stage or lifestyle of singleness that you are in. So... Stay tuned and I will talk to you guys next week. Thank you so much, family. Have a great rest of your week. Bye. Thank you for listening to the 13914 podcast with me, Ashley Danny, brought to you by the Limitless Broadcasting Network. I am so thankful that you came by to hang out with me today. And don't forget, you all are fearfully and wonderfully made. Till next time, everyone. Bye.